I want me some glory hope. To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank Agent Happy Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Bo Cephas, here we go. It is the end of another long football regular season, and it kind of reminds me of like the last day of school a little bit. Uh, It was hard at times, sucked really bad on others, but you're still going to miss all your little friends. But Bo Cephas, I think the biggest takeaway here is that yet again, the football season has outlasted any romantic relationship that I had that year. <laughs> you, you are the trend guy, buddy, but I think this bet is on an 18 and one streak to the I can't keep them side. So, as a matter of fact, I don't normally do best bets in the open, but best bet, future bet for 2023, take the NFL season over versus long-term relationship. Now you do have to lay minus 320, a restraining order, and a shot of penicillin. But it's a good fucking bet, baby. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cow beer. 
choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a feeling <sighs> hazy double mm. IPA from Two yeah. Row Brewing in Midvale, Utah. And tonight this beer is very apropos because on this day, Longhorn, in 1896... Utah became the 45th state admitted to the other 44 states who had previously become united. Hmm. Welcome. Now, now there was a bit of a holdup here because in 1857, President James Buchanan had to go have a conversation with Brigham Young, hmm. who was Utah's first governor. And old B.Y. apparently was wiping his ass with the new anti-polygamy law as he himself <laughs> had 20 wives. So Jimmy went to God Salt Lake, and he was like, hey, B.Y., I know you think it's cool to have 20 wives, but here's the deal, bro. You don't got to do that shit no more. But here's the best part. You're still a dude in 1857, and you're a politician. So you can just be married to one and fuck the rest of them all you want. It's what we <laughs> all do. And Briggy was like, bitch, do you know who I am? I'm the founder of BYU University. And furthermore, I'm about to spew some NFL Hall of Fame spooge (laughs) into one of these fucking women. And then one day, this spoiled little shit named Zach Wilson is going to get way overdrafted by the Jets just because he played for my fucking school. So fuck you, Jimmy. Well, after that, James sent the troops in to knock all that bullshit out. And eventually, the Mormons would renounce polygamy in their quote-unquote manifesto written in 1890. And wouldn't you know it, six years later, they got, at the seat, they got a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So the lesson here, boys and girls, is just bow down to whatever the government tells you, or they'll send their troops in and kill you, as they have been doing for two centuries. <laughs> so happy Utah Day, Longhorn. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that story. My favorite part is that a guy named Brigham in the 19th century can keep not only one relationship longer than me, but like sounds like 20 of them. So bravo to him and uh, all all of his success with women. I, uh, I, I, I you know what? Cheers to you, Brigham. Well, for being fair, they probably didn't have much of a choice. But we're gonna go into the podcast yeah. now. We're gonna do the good, the bad, and the. Are you fucking kidding? We're going to go over every, and I do mean every, eh, kind of win in the air tonight, this week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you free picks to get you paid, as we always do, of course. But right now, we got to get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Amahore.com. Are you single and desperate? Do you want a woman to tell you that you're handsome and that she doesn't care that you earn less than 30k a year and smell like recycled newspaper that was used to pick up dog shit? Well, then we have an exciting and hassle-free service to tell you about. It's Amahore.com. Amahore.com is a revolutionary new service for single men like you to order an escort of your choosing anytime you want. And with Amahore's smart web technology, their website will learn what type of girl you like and make suggestions based on your preferences. Whether you like big tits, fat asses, ebony ladies, that's kind of ridiculous. Big thighs, small necks, big mouths. I mean like fucking Julia Roberts big. Extra large fupas. Gross! Just tell Alexa what kind of girl you want and Amahore.com will deliver your whore du jour within two days with your Amahore Prime membership. Amahore.com also boasts the best return policy in the industry. They honor all returns with free return shipping except for girls with herpes, syphilis, the AIDS, crabs, fucking chlamydia, genital warts, scabies, or gonorrhea. Just visit Amahore.com and enter our code word GloryHole for 10% off your first strumpet fucking experience. That's Amahore.com code word GloryHole for 10% off that paid for vagina. One more time, Amahore.com code word 
Pittsburgh Glory Hole. Holy shit, Longhorn. That Amahor sounds like a hell of a fucking product. I wonder if old Brigham Young would have had <laughs> Amahor back in the day. He probably wouldn't have kept like 20 wives, you know, on file or on hand, however you want to say it. He probably would have just, you know, rotated that shit out. I don't know. No, I think he would have gone with his system because let me just tell you, I've heard that these whores from Amahor, I, not me, I've heard that they, uh, <laughs> that, that they, they don't, they don't cook. They don't clean. They won't make you a sandwich. They're, I mean, nothing. So I bet old Brigham, with his 20 wives, I mean, he never stepped on a, a speck of dust. He never wanted for a sandwich. He <laughs> was taken care of. <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? All right, boys and girls, this is always we start with the good. And the good last week was fucking us, baby, in college, 12 and 4 on the week. Another just fucking incredible bowl run. Very thankful to catch some breaks in some of these games and getting the correct info on some of these picks and the info that took us off of others. Um, just another great run there. Free picks. Oh my god. 3 and 1 last week. Too late. Gave it to you like a month ago. TCU plus seven and a half. Oh, and the pizza money parlay. TCU money line, Washington money line. That's the second one we've given you this nice. fucking year. NFL teaser hit with Pitts and Cleveland, which was the teaser of the fucking year we told you about. Uh, Longhorn, do you have anything else over there that you hit on your on your no. private book? Oh, I don't know about like I don't I don't write down like any kind of big dicks sounders and danger zones but i know i lost the free pick so i, I didn't keep that streak alive yeah well we still fucking gave out three and one so anyway yeah <clears throat> now all to the bad as we always tell them on ourselves um mm-hmm. yeah us in the nfl terrible so yeah the numbers went three and three we went zero and four because we suck at life and um <laughs> but you know what <coughs> it's been a weird year we'll get into it i've got some good numbers to sh- kind of show how weird it's been in the NFL, there's been a lot of people struggling at it, but whatever. We're going to get back at it. We're going to get mm-hmm. some wins this week, and then we're going to the playoffs. And as we always fucking deliver, we, we're we like fucking Joe Montana and Tom Brady, goddammit. Yeah, we good. always fucking deliver in the playoffs. Cream rises to the top. Goddamn right. And now we move on to the are you fucking kidding me? And this week, this didn't actually involve us, but I do need to mention these people because, oh, it was such a bad beat. So anybody who had Illinois plus three and a half versus Mississippi State. So Mississippi State kicks the go-ahead field goal with four seconds left in the game. So all you need is one play, so they're up by three, so you're coming by half a point. All you need, one play, a stop, game over. Illinois proceeds to do the pitch around bullshit, and wouldn't you know it, 
some kid from Mississippi State picks the goddamn ball up on the sideline and <laughs> runs it in as time expires, uh, and Mississippi State wins by nine. And all you poor bastards with wow. Illinois plus three and a half tickets get a terrible, terrible beat. But here's what I will tell you. That's what you fucking get for fading a team whose coach just died, a fucking college football legend. You were all terrible people for taking Illinois, and you got what you fucking deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's happening. Stay f***ing What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Bells, those bells. For the 18th time this year, they are ringing Longhorn. And this is the final week of the regular season. So, just preference all the in the air stuff. I will be giving playoff scenarios as they are. And uh, we'll be going from there. So, we'll be starting with always with the line. Our Las Vegas Raiders. Our consensus 9.5 point. Home dogs. Now, the playoff scenario here, Longhorn. Kansas City wins. They clinch the number one seed. Because um, Buffalo cannot get there anymore, win or lose, because of right. the forfeit of the previous game. And Las Vegas is eliminated. So that's the playoff scenario for this game. So what do you got? Yeah, and in this in this uh podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing things back and forth with you more conversational instead of me doing mine you doing yours because this is you know obviously a very different week overall and in this game i'm glad you said that with the uh you know the motivation and the the build up for this um with that said um kansas city does need this game but in they've needed every game all year and this is they play with their food this is what kansas city does they just refuse to put teams away um they if it's a, the bigger the spread, the more you should take the other team versus Kansas City. The lower the spread, now now you got something going. But like, I don't see any other way to play this. And and this is our first game, so let me just get it out of the way. The theme of the week for me in this in this slate is going to be I'm fading these um, these teams that have quote unquote you know a lot to play for with these huge fucking spreads. I'm going to be taking a lot of these. Overinflated big number dogs with with you know maybe their backup quarterbacks maybe they're like sitting stars or whatever the quote unquote uh, we got nothing to play for who cares get the fuck out of here ah uh, no this is still the NFL things cap things happen and uh, uh, so I'm gonna be taking a lot of these these teams so I am leaning to Vegas and actually I wrote this up when I did this it was at seven and a half 
it's all the way up to nine and a half what I'm showing right now. So I, I just I hope all these squares just keep coming in and pounding these teams. I, I hope that like the fucking bookies are taking hand over fist money on all these big favorites and it just keeps pushing these lines up and up and up because uh, I'm going to be there uh, when they get to certain key numbers to just take them um, and and on this one I would probably wait till it gets to 10 if you can grab that 10 th- that's the way I'm leaning um, Bo Sebas do you have anything else you want to you want to throw in on this game but I'm going to lean to the Raiders here yeah um, so there's going to be kind of a not a different thing for me but there, there's going to be a certain couple of games that I'm going to go the other way this is not one of them uh, you know, the numbers here, even with the downgraded Stidham, I agree with Vegas. This line is just overblown. First of all, Kansas City, I know it sounds strange to say, but they're not as good as any of the teams that went in our power rankings. They're not as good as any of the teams that they had when they went to the Super Bowl yeah. previously. Uh, they don't cover, which is not a – everybody's like, oh, well, that's gambling. No, dude. Like, if you don't cover more spreads than if you if you're not over fifty percent against a spread, you don't win the Super Bowl. You just don't. I did, I did a study on that. I think on one of the Armenian podcasts in modern history in NFL. If you do not cover the spread more than fifty percent of the time, you do not win the Super Bowl. Which means nothing to this game. I understand that, but just going forward. Uh, so the numbers are on Vegas uh, in our new research. Vegas is in the 60% winning uh, spot here. In our new spots with our uh, yardage from line of scrimmage, Vegas is 66% winning spot. A couple of different trends here on this game. Las Vegas is on um, since 2015, week 14 on home dogs, 9 to 11 in division and less than 50 winning percentage, 6 and 3. We've already went 1 and 0 on that this year on the spread. But one thing to Kansas City, a big trend here on Kansas City, 2012 and on, week 14 and on, away favorite, 6 to 10 in division, 27 and 17, and we're 1 and 0 on that also. However, since 2012, week 17 and on, Obviously, no no playoffs included. Winning percentage of over 80% and an away favorite, 1-1 one one ATS. 0.50, though, difference, 1-1 one one straight up. Not a lot of difference there. However, combine all that with against a winning percentage less than 40% as a home dog, 20-13, and 13, which that would be Vegas, 60.6% there. Covering now 10 and 24 straight up, so more likely than not, Kansas City does win this game. So, to me, this game is Vegas or pass. I don't give a fuck about Stidham or whatever. He just fucking put up like 30 points against the number, uh, the undisputed fucking now number one defense in the NFL. So, I have no, I have no fear that they're gonna fucking score with Kansas City. That I mean, Kansas City beat him by one point in Kansas City. When the things were more to play for, but the only thing that concerns me, other than that, on this game, is Devonte Adams. He didn't practice today. Uh, now, some are speculating it was a Veterans Day off. Some are speculating ah, it might be a hamstring. If Devonte Adams doesn't play, then I'm very weary of 
Vegas being able to cover this number just because that is the most explosive dude on their offense. But if he plays and Jacobs plays and everybody else plays and they're all in, I have no fear of Vegas covering this number at all. Yeah, and these some of these are going to get real ugly. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, a lot of these spreads that are nine and a half, fourteen. I mean, yeah, I'll be taking a lot of those points. But some of those games, of course, yeah, the, the other teams are just going to pack it in. They're going to lose by thirty. But you know, that's yeah. We got a few these. of those coming. We got a few yeah, of those coming. Probably so. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on to my Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo! I got a shot to win this division, baby. Minus six points. Favorite at home versus those Tennessee Titans. And the playoff uh, consideration is this. The winner wins it. This is the AFC South Division Championship game, college football style. So that is the setup, Longhorn. What do you got? Yeah, this is the most traditional game we have on on the slate. Uh, just straight handicap, no matter week 18 or not. Um, third string quarterback for Tennessee with a division on the line and a six to six and a half point spread. What could possibly go wrong here? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have walked right into the Brigham Young Big Dick Pick of the Week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm gonna put my dick in. Yeah, this this is a pedigree uh, program pick for me. Like, this, I love Jacksonville. I love what they're building. I love what they're doing. But I don't. This they're not ready for this. Um, I think Tennessee wins this game. They they are. They're just built for this. Tennessee does this. This is the spot for them. Um, obviously take the six points, six, six and a half, whatever you can get it, whatever you can get it at. That's just too much. Everybody is going to be on Jacksonville this game. They're going to have Jacksonville minus the six. They're going to have Jacksonville on the money line. They're going to tease down Jacksonville. Like the, they're going to be falling over themselves to get to the window to take Jacksonville. I'll be on the other side. Give me Tennessee in the points and I will be sprinkling on the money line. Oh man. I Big fucking, dick. I fucking love it. <laughs> All right, the numbers here, like you said. And the numbers, guys, you got to understand, like, I've adjusted as much as I can for what I know who's going to play and who's not going to play. But to be honest, we still don't know all that. So some some of these games, the numbers, you really got to take with a grain of salt. I've done the best I could. But like you said, everybody that can be is be, and they're all fucking in on this, and the numbers are split here. However, Tennessee, new research, Spot 73% covering this year. Tennessee new spot this year. 66% covering. Jacksonville, couple of negative trends here. Fading trends. So one's one we had last week uh, that won on Washington. So since 1989, week 16 and on, home favorite, 50% winning percentage, 13 and 38. A. T.S. And Jackson went inside that is in the third set, which Washington also was since 2012. That's now 0-6. So there's four teams on this trend this week. I don't expect all four of them to lose, but obviously the majority of them are going to lose. And then Jacksonville also is on uh, trend we got here. At home, 50% winning percentage week seven are on. Favored by six to eight. Since 2010, 38 and 47. 
We got two teams on that trend this week. It's 1-0 for us on the year there. So a couple of definitely negative things with Jacksonville there. Now, since 1989, home favorite in division, week 17 and on. One, so just home favorite in division, week 17, or on not counting playoffs. 125 and 126. So you're on the bad side of a coin flip there. The average line is 6.5. This line is 6. Uh, but 186 and 72 straight up. So 72% of the time, the home favorite does win the game. But this actually covers 12 games this week, that big-ass trend. But again, coin flippy trend, not trying to sell that. But when you add on the fact that in that, if you have a winning percentage of 50%, you're 1-3 ATS with a negative 4.75 margin. 1-3 straight up. And here's what I want to point out. So in whatever, there's 251 games since 1989. We've had four games with a winning percentage of 50% in that. This week we have five fucking games that fit this fucking trend. So, that's what I was talking about earlier. This is the lowest score differential year in the NFL since 1939. It's just been a weird fucking year. So we have five fucking games in one year. We had four games in 30 or 40 years. So that just goes to show you where we're at right now in the NFL. But then if you take the 50% winning percentage away and then add it to a team that less than 50%, which is where the Titans are at, 81 and 78 ATS, 125 and 38 straight up. Again, that would be for Jacksonville. But if you add them both together, since 1989, there's only been one game. 0-1-1 ATS, 0-1-1 straight up, and that actually fits three more teams this week. Now, if you look at the last time these two game these two teams played, Trevor Lawrence had one of his games of the year. He's been having a bust out party the second half of this year. This was one of those games. Tannehill was fucking terrible, terrible. But Jacksonville could not run the ball at, at all. Tennessee ran all over them, all over. Them. Uh. But the difference in that game was, and Longhorn, you'll remember this fucking Sunday because this is one we needed to go four to one. Keep us alive in the three being the super contest. And turnovers. Tennessee had four fucking turnovers to zero at Jacksonville. Now, with Dobbs, are going to play a way lower, more variance game. It's going to be more Henry. He only had 17 carries in that first matchup because of the way the game went with all the turnovers. But on 17 carries, he had 121 fucking yards. Yeah. So he's going to fucking run all over this defense as he did before. So, you know, if, if it wasn't for all those fucking turnovers, I think Tennessee would have won that game. You know, whether they cover or not, I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence did play really well. Tennessee's secondary hasn't gotten any healthier or really any better. But I, I think maybe, to me, I think Jacksonville wins, but I, I do love Tennessee covering this number. All right. All right, we're moving up. Those are both of the uh, Saturday games. So now we're going to move on to the Sunday slate. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we're going to start oh, yeah. with those New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, the consensus minus one favorite now in my hammer. Well, that's flipped then because when I wrote this up, 
Um, completely flipped. <laughs> my my first line on this write up is Skylar Thompson as a favorite feels completely wrong. So let me just r- erase Skylar Thompson and say, uh, well, it doesn't feel completely wrong to have um, what, what's this? What's Dick Face's name? White. Yeah, Mike White. Yeah, fucking uh, white white bread, just bland white bread, <laughs> Mike White. He's so unmemorable, I, I forgot his name. Um, yeah, it doesn't really feel that great to have him as a favorite here either. And in this spot, if I could fucking find it. Or, there it is. I knew I wrote it up. Um, <coughs> the Jets are eliminated. So, Dream Crusher last week at Seattle. They laid a fucking egg. That was it. That was their chance. Season over. Um, the key to this Jets defense. What makes this Jets defense, or this Jets team, excuse me, successful is the defense well when you have a dream crushing season crushing loss defense is about effort you know if they don't come out here and play effort or if they sit you know some of their best players forget about it it's fucking done the whole key to this jet success this season is over um i've got to lean to miami um it's you know they're they're at home um and that they have something to play for, do they not? They're not completely eliminated, right, Bocephus? I'm sorry. I did not say that. My apologies. So Miami gets in with a win and a New England loss. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand why the line's going the other way. Um, I've got to lean to Miami. I Again, I hope that they just keep pounding this and pounding this. And I will take, you know, if it gets to Miami plus one and a half, Miami plus two, I'll take them. Take them on money line. Take them on teasers up to eight. I mean, just... Theme of the week, guys. Theme of the week. Well, I'm glad you said the teaser thing. Um, so I think the reason why this line is moving even more is because now Teddy Bridgewater, uh, two is not playing, guys. He's not playing. If if two was playing, no. it's a slam dunk numbers agreement. Miami playing. That. Are they talking about him maybe playing? No, not hmm. playing. But he might be done. So yeah, he might be done forever. Um. But Teddy Bridgewater now did not practice again. The head coach said he's not ready to throw with his pinky. I mean, it's Wednesday night. You're heading to this game. So I don't think that's looking very good for them. Um, Now, Miami, new research, 73% hitting. New spot. It's only been three games since we're doing this research, but 100% of the time, the spot there, and they hit. Cleveland hit for us last week in that spot against Washington. Um, so I'm not, I really, really don't want to go against that. But I do have to say I selfishly hope the Jets pull this game off because we need Miami to fucking lose to hit their fucking season under. <laughs> so I really do hope that yeah. they lose. However, I do have... A trend here. Actually, I got a couple trends that are not favorable for what I hope. Uh, so, since 2012, week 17 and on, no playoffs. Home dog, two or less, three, one, and one against the spread, but two and three straight up. So, I got a little hope there. However, I tell you every fucking week how good my boy is on the fucking filling out these teasers. Uh, five and oh to the mm. teaser, 100% of the time, it's hit. Feels good. And if you think that that's like, ah, five games. Okay. Since 1989, again, to that, or since 1989, week seven, home dogs, two or less. 19, five and one ATS. 
plus 8.68 ATS margin. Here's where it gets bad for me. 17 and 8 straight up. I don't like that at all. But to the teaser, yeah, 21 and 4. That's 84%, boys and girls. So you, you just got to grab this one with something else. And we'll, I've got it paired with something later. But uh, yeah, great fucking teaser there in Miami. But here's what I will say. Most of this trend is derived with teams that were over 50% winning percentage uh, for the season. This is going to be the first game in any of this that a team is straight up 50% winning percentage. So maybe that excuse today. Maybe it doesn't. I just hope that the fucking Miami loses. I want them to lose. I hate them. I need them to fucking lose. That's all I'm going to say. Well, it's it's pros I love versus Pros versus Joes. I'm on the wrong side. I'm on the I'm on the uh, Joe side with here because 55 percent of the tickets are coming in on Miami and 95 percent of the cash coming in on the Jets. There's well, either that's, some. That's why the lines move so fucking. Long. Yeah, there's there's either some information that uh, that they're getting word that everybody's playing for the Jets. I you know again everybody's in that 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 was sorry that was the one part of your handicap I was disagree with because of their coach. Solo and his mentality. There, nobody's nobody's sitting. Nobody's yeah, he's like quit. that Dan Dan Campbell. Type. He is like the Dan yeah, Campbell. So. He just without the That's knee body. Right. Yeah, probably yeah. right. He's they're probably... gonna they're gonna fucking play. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me back off on that Miami and just call it a no a no. Uh, I, I want to see what this what this line goes and how this money comes in the rest of the week. But yeah, but definitely right grab Miami at that fucking teaser spot. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, well, hey, if you hell, if you could have gotten Jets when they were, you know, plus plus one, plus one and a half, you could have you could have middled that bitch, get both of them up to seven and a half. Yeah, that would have been a great spot to be in. All right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half now consensus. It's down about a half a point versus those Cleveland Browns. The land of Cleveland. Where are you at, Cleveland? Somewhere. There you are. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is the game. This fucking game, I swear, this this really hurts my heart to have to lean to Cleveland um, in this game, but I'm gonna have to. I don't really understand why there I don't understand the line, you know, the, the spread. You can talk talk more about that, but they've got Pittsburgh has everything to play for, correct? They they've they've got everything to play for. So yes, so sorry. I'm falling out of my job over here. Uh Pittsburgh needs to win and they need a Dolphins loss and a New England loss to get in. So they got they gotta win the game and hope for the best. And not only that, in internally, uh outside of all that, they, they need this win to uh solidify the winning season for their coach. Like all these things are huge motivation towards Pittsburgh and they're only laying two and a half at home. I don't know. It feels, feels a little weird. It feels It stinks. It fucking stinks real bad. It got up uh, to three, and it's been bet back down to two and a half. Of course it's going to get. It's gonna, every time it sniffs three, it's going to get fucking pounded by pros. Um, yeah, I'm on Cleveland here. I'm on Cleveland with a teaser. I'm on Cleveland with the plus points. I don't know if I want to go as far as the, as the win or hitting a sound or anything like that because, man, there's just something about... That, that I can just this, this has been building for weeks 
this buildup to keeping Tallman from having that losing season. So I won't go that far, but yeah, definitely a lean to uh, Cleveland and those points uh, and also the teaser. So what do you got? All right, so the numbers are split here, and this is the game where the numbers will count. But Cleveland is the power rankings uh, selection. Uh, Pittsburgh is on a couple different trends I've dug up. Some one of which we had. So they're one of the, they're one of the four teams on the trends of the 1989 and on week 16 and on 50 percent winning percentage. Um, 13 and 38 ATS, but they also catch all sets. So the second set of that is three points or less. That's four and 14 ATS since 2012. 0 and 6 ATS. So everything going against Pittsburgh there. Now inside of the game, and I got one last trend in on. But inside of the game, I'm not a picket fan. I think I've been I've made that well known. But last week he made two. Big boy fucking throws late in that game to fucking beat us on the season under bets and really piss me off. But he only completed 15 passes the whole fucking game. So he made two throws when he really had to make them. But there is something to that. Now the first matchup, Pittsburgh played Mitchie boy. He lost and that was his last start. But in that game, Mitchie went 20 for 32 for 270 yards. Mitchie. No, no touchdowns, no picks. But Mitch has a DYAR of 110 this year. Pickett has a negative 11. And every game that Pickett has had to throw, had to attempt more than 30 passes, he has thrown a pick. He's got six touchdowns and nine interceptions in the season. Now Watson on the other side is still struggling, despite what LeBron James likes to tweet. Still struggling. He wasn't great in Washington last week. But Cleveland would absolutely love to ruin Pittsburgh's yes. party. They're going to be all fucking in. Tomlin is not good as a favorite at all. No. And then I spot. found this trend. Since 1989, home favorites, four less, week 16 and on, with a 50% winning percentage. Four, 18, and two. ATS with a negative 8.92 ATS margin, 7 and 17 straight up. And if you take that to modern times, 2012 and on, 06 and 1 ATS with a negative 8.07 ATS margin, 1 and 6 straight up. And 2 and 5, boys and girls, to the under here. The average total of that trend is 40. This total happens to be 40. And then if you look, at that trend since 1989, my boy mentioned the teaser. He's so fucking good at this. Since the trend I gave you since 1989, the teaser to Cleveland is 23 and 1. That's 95.8%. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about pairing that with Miami there. Uh, and since 2012, 7 and 0. That would be quick math. 100% of the fucking time. And then Cleveland on the new research, 73% covering. But Pittsburgh in the new spot is 64%, so those are split there as the fucking numbers are split. But Pittsburgh's also on the Jacksonville trend that I gave you earlier. Uh, 50% winning percentage, 1-3 ATS with a negative 4.75 ATS margin. So 
Lots and lots and lots of stuff going against Pittsburgh there. Not much going for them except the new spot. That's really the only thing they have fucking going for them, so... I mean, I don't want to root for fucking Cleveland, because fuck the Browns, but... And mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh already beat us, so... And I don't hate Pittsburgh, I just fucking hate them for beating us, but that's about it. Did you I, say that Trubisky has... 38 DWIs. I wasn't listening. It was, it was, it was <laughs> some sort of acronym you threw out. It's, I don't he drink, He's got a drinking problem. I don't even work on that. Well, he looks like he has 38 DWIs. But anyway, we'll move on. That's unsubstantiated. We're not going to have that kind of conjecture on this podcast. I want to party with that guy. Oh, I'd love to party with him. All right. Those Indianapolis Colts. Minus two and a half consensus home favorite of those Houston. That's Houston with an H, Texas. Yeah, this is the front office game of the week. Which GM and and owner can force enough moves to get what they want? Uh, Obviously, Houston needs to lose to secure that number one draft pick. And look, if I'm Indy, I mean, obviously, the GM and owner—you've got—you've only got so much control you can do because the players are going to play to win. Man, I'm doing everything that I can. This is an in division game to fuck Houston out of that. Now, now I believe Houston needs to lose and Chicago get a win. Is that? Is no, that how, they just need to lose. Oh, then yeah. I mean, my God, I'm—I'm I'm calling everybody, team meeting, uh, front office meeting. Look, guys. Put put all the backups in. Like we don't want them getting the, the the first overall pick. Whether they take a quarterback or they use that capital to trade out, whatever. It's in division. Fuck them. Just go lose this game. We're four and whatever Indy is. Like yeah, I, I'm gonna. I got no lean. I mean, uh, uh, this, this is a you can't bet on Houston. You can't bet on Indy. So it's really just which front office can win the we suck award of the week. And I've got nothing. All right. Well. Again, this is the name the a game where the numbers would count, and there it's a no call. So Vegas, it's funny how Vegas puts the fucking number right where they want it to basically get middling action to no action in these games. They don't really want any fucking action. No action. But Andy is on. Um, it's one of the former trends of the week, 2012, week 15 and on, home field two to four favorite. 30% winning percentage versus an, or less than 30% versus less than 40%. 6 and 0 all time. ATS 6 and 0 straight up with a 9 point ATS margin. We're already 1 and 0 on that. We hit that at the trend of the week earlier in the year on Denver. And then on Indy, or sorry, on Houston, they're one of the five teams on this trend which has been a pretty good one for us. Uh 2012 week 17 and on. Away Dogs in division. Last matchup. They won against the spread as a home dog. Yeah, 13 and 21 ATS. So Houston negative there. But uh, Andy does have one trend negative to them that we have been tracking. And it's home field 2 to 4, week 11 and on in division. Again, 40% versus 30%. And it's a fade trend, 11 and 17. And ironically enough, we hit on Denver on that earlier in the year. So Denver's been good on pretty much all the trends on that. But uh, inside the research, Houston is a coin flip on the new research. Houston, 
Andy is the new spot, 64% cover on that. Uh, obviously, no playoff implications here. Houston, the number one pick. That is the number one implication. Uh, Houston didn't come this far to win this game. Fields <laughs> is out for Chicago. It's already been announced. Mm-hmm. Zero room for error. Zero room yeah. for error. Now, I was doing their part. Inside of that, I think I'm going to go opposite over here. Jeff Saturday knows he's not the coach going forward. Correct. But he can start his career and end his career with a win right here and right now. And then inside of that 1989 and on, week 17 and on, no playoffs, obviously. A team that averages, because this points are going to be fit at a premium right here. So yards equal points. That's the oldest fucking adage in the book. A team that averages 305 more yards a game versus a team that averages 280 yards or less a game. Home field in division. Winning percentage less than 50%. 3101 ATS with a plus 10.6 ATS margin. 5 0 straight up. They win this game by 18 and a half points per fucking game. <laughs> and it's 4 1 to the fucking over. So it's Andy or fucking pass for me here. I mean, if Houston wins this game, if Houston wins this game, they are the worst organization in all of professional fucking sports. You got Bryce Young sitting right fucking, or fucking uh, the dude from mm-hmm. o- Ohio State, CJ Stroud, I don't sitting know. right there. I mean, he, your da- your Davis Mills days are fucking over. All you have to do is go lose this game. They and will. you're there. And you're there. And Big Dick Nick Foles, there's no expectations. He's right he's back not, in the sweet spot. He's not even starting, I don't think. I think they're going with Ellinger. No, I read a conflicting report on that. that you oh, might okay. be right, but there, there's still some uh, speculation. that. And I hope they do. Actually, I hope they do go with Ellinger because there's no way Houston's going to be ready for that. And they're not going to give a shit. They're it, 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 it's fucking it's into your pass for me here that's yeah I sim- agree. simply simply for the fact that if, if you if you win this game your city will fucking implode if you win this fuck I mean this is the difference boys and girls between getting uh Trevor Lawrence or getting Zach Wilson like three years ago whenever that was when New York won that meaningless fucking game um I don't know that that was a clear gap between the top. But I'm and, saying this is a possibility of... Yeah, it, yeah, it could work out that way, yes. I mean, it, 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 nobody knew Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, they, you know, everything well, was both highly touted. I mean, he was we close all to gener- fucking- He was close to generational type quarterback coming out. Um, and there's debate, you know, if, if... I mean, Bryce Young's tiny, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll save that for the offseason. Yeah. Alright. You want, you want to get your fucking pick is my point. Fuck yeah, you want that fucking thing. You want your choice. You you didn't suck dick <laughs> for six fucking months to come here and blow it. Yeah, you didn't quit last week to just turn around here and win this game. No fucking chance. All right, moving on. Those hot Atlanta Falcons. Oh, consensus. Uh, we'll call it four point home favors over those top of Brady Buccaneers. Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, I, this is so funny that like 
it happens once a year. I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but I actually did not write it. I, I forgot this one. That that's all. We're good for one a year. And this, this is one where I forgot, but I realized I forgot it as we started recording. So I've been kind of like digging into some stuff as we've been, as we've been recording. I don't know. How long is Tampa going to play? Do they play any of them? It's hard to say. Um, do no, you they're, have... They're 100%. Tom Brady is 100% starting this game. Starting, yes, but, um, you know, how long is that going to go? But as I was digging in while we're doing the podcast, I was looking up, let me see if I still have that pulled up, the depth chart of um, Tampa Bay because we're we're Sir, assuming- you will get, fu- you're going to have government agencies watching your computer if you're digging up the depth chart of Tampa Bay, like literally. Well, they already do. Have you heard our other podcast? I don't. I don't. I don't know if you're a subscriber to the Revolution Network, but yeah, they already listen to everything we say. Um, we, we, we on this podcast, we, we call them the Jew Kings. Like the, we we are on. We are target already. So that's, that is no shock. Um, so when they do pull Brady, assuming that they do, it's Blaine Gabbert or. Kyle Trask, and yeah, you can you can throw your nose up at that and be like, oh, that's doo-doo, that's terrible. Yeah, it's not Tom Brady, but, you know, I look at their skill positions behind the starter at wide receivers. You got Russell Gates, Scotty Miller, Brashard Perriman. These are players that have played in the league and taken serious snaps. So, long story short, when they do pull starters, I don't necessarily think there's going to be a huge drop-off and certainly not a big enough drop-off to get to a shitty Atlanta team who is in this game. I'm trying to pull it up. What did you say the line was right now? Consensus fours, four and a halfs out there. And and, Tamp- and and they're giving it to Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I apologize I didn't do a, a in-depth report. This is on the fly. But I'm going to have a soft lean to Tampa uh, just because I don't think that the drop-off between the starters and the backups, specifically on offense, is enough to justify this. I mean – Atlanta might win the game, but the lay four, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going there. Well, boys and girls, that soft lane is probably why my buddy hasn't kept a relationship longer than a football <laughs> season. But we're going to move on. One of them. <laughs> All right, the numbers are split on this game. Of course, I tried to downgrade as best I could, but uh, Tom Brady absolutely said, yeah, I'm playing in this fucking game. I've only missed – games where my knee got hurt and the four games that Goodell, that cocksucker made me sit out. I think that was his quote. Direct I'm not quote. sure. I might be paraphrasing. Direct but either way. quote. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay in the new research, 73% hit on this but Atlanta in the new spot, 71%. Ah, fucking hate. I, I, I went against these kind of fucking splits two weeks in a row and it's burned me two fucking weeks in a row so I hate mm. fucking doing that. Now, playoffs, obviously, are set for Tampa Bay. They've won the division. They're locked into their seed, obviously. They will play their starters. How much, like my buddy said? Who fucking knows? My biggest question here, honestly, Longhorn, is how much does Brady want that ninth win? Like, does he want to have a losing season? He's never had a fucking... Talking about Tomlin. Brady's never had a fucking losing season on his record. Yeah, yeah. Where he started the majority of the fuck so... I, I think, man, honestly, as crazy as fucking time. I mean, if you're nuts enough at 45 to keep yeah. playing football and lose a supermodel fucking wife over a middling fucking team, you're crazy enough 
to fucking go out there and play four goddamn quarters and beat Atlanta for no goddamn 100%. reason. And not, and not a good Atlanta team. As a matter of fact, what we usually do at the beginning of a, of a thing, you talk me into it, hit the sounder on Tampa, like, yeah, come on. like, like it's, it's almost like a free roll. However long Brady plays, <laughs> they're just a way better team than this. So, yeah, I, I, you talk me into it. I, lo- I love Tampa. Here. All right, well, here's what I love in this game. All right, so I'll give you one trend. So I don't have a, I don't have a feel for the side, really. Like I said, I think Tom's crazy enough to fucking go out there and do it. Will fucking, he said it's up to the, he he, he literally said it's up to the coach. But uh, yeah, I'm a, the coach. Sure. Like yeah. you know what your fucking coach's name? Like that's how fucking that's how little he gives a shit what Todd Bowles <laughs> fucking says. He got him the goddamn job. He got Bruce Arians fired. He's like, yeah, I made you the fucking coach. I make the fucking rules. So you sit your ass over there and look confused as you always fucking do while I just go win this game. But anyway, <laughs> here's what I got on a trend, and it's it's a totals trend. It's inside of a different trend. But since 1989, week 17 on, home favorite in division uh, with less than a 40% winning percentage. Actually, it's pretty crazy. They're 13-9-2 ATS, but it's, it's only a 3-point ATS margin. Uh but inside of all that, 16 and 8 to the over. The average total for that trend is 40 and a half. The game opened at 38 and a half. It's now at 40. So I think a lot of people are already fucking on this. I've already bet it on the over 40 on this game. That's really my best bet on this game. I don't, again, who knows how everybody plays. I think Tom's going to play a lot fucking longer. Then anybody thinks he's gonna fucking play, which again leans to the fucking over. You know, the kiddo there in Atlanta, he hasn't been great, obviously, but they have scored points. I think they scored like 30 points the last game or whatever it was, pretty close to it. So, and he, he they're not gonna quit fighting. They're gonna, they, he's, he's a rookie. The fucking mm-hmm. coach needs to fucking have his team go out there and perform. They're not gonna quit. So if Tampa plays at all, I think this over is the absolute fucking way to go in this game. All right, Longhorn, we're going to move on to uh, your New Orleans Saints. I will say consensus. Looks like three and a half pretty much painted across the board. Home favorites versus Carolina Panthers. And I'm assuming these two eliminated teams, no advantage or disadvantage either way is what I've got. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, yeah. So so to me, this is, this is a just straight up you know, like any other week of the season game. And I don't know why you would be giving Carolina three and a half points here. Um, I'm going to lean to Carolina, lean to those points. Carolina's been playing some really good ball lately. And unless Mike Evans is going to step out on that field for New Orleans and catch three bomb touchdowns, I mean, (laughs) give me those free three and a half points in a division, you know, game that comes down to just pride. I mean, it's like last game of the year. Neither one has anything to gain or lose, so it's just a, you know, put your nuts on the table, you versus me type game, and you're getting three and a half free points. I'm on it. Yeah, uh, this one was tough for me. Uh, it, was, it was no call in the power rankings number split here, so it's pretty much, and everything I found was pretty much middling down the middle. So, New Orleans, we've got a trend here. 2015, week 13 and on, home favorite of three to five. 52 and 77, so that's a fade trend there on New Orleans. 
And then, uh, but there's also a fade trend on Carolina that we have. We got a, a few teams on it this week. 2012, week 17 are on. Away dog in division. Uh, again, last matchup, they won against the spread as a home dog, 13 and 21 on that. So, both two, like going the other way. If you look at the new research, Carolina's in the coin flip spot. The new spot, Carolina's in a 64% winning spot. So, advantage to them there. However, I did find another trend. Definitely advantage New Orleans. 2012 home favorite, four or less. No playoffs again. Week 16 and on. 50% or less. So, a losing team versus a team with a less than 40% winning percentage. 6-1 ATS plus 8.93 ATS margin. The average line on that is 3.5. It's the exact same 7-0 straight up to the home favorite there. 2-1, uh, and one, or sorry, 2-5 and five to the under. Average total is 45 on that. This average total is 41.5, so quite a bit under that, so I'm not supporting that necessarily. However... I don't know, man. I think just New Orleans having the veterans players they have and Carolina, I, I, I really don't have a good feel in this game, to be honest with you. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm completely torn in that game, which I hate to be because it's one of those, like you said, kind of more straight-up games. I'd love to have a feeling one way or the other. I really just don't. So, I'm just going to have to pass on that one. Yeah, and that's, I mean, kind of the way I feel. That's the way to me, you know, <laughs> If you got a bet, if you're degenerate, fucking take the three points. I don't know. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, I don't have a lot on this game because it's not on a lot of boards, but the Buffalo Bills hosting the New England Patriots. Now the playoffs are as such. New England needs to win to get in. If they win, they are in. Now with the Buffalo game being canceled last week, they are eliminated from getting the number one seed. Sorry. So I can't say they don't even need the number one seed. I wrote that wrong first. The the Bills are eliminated um, from getting it as they cannot beat Kansas City in the percentages. So, um, and if this game gets canceled, New England gets in the playoffs. And I don't know that they're going to play this game yet. Uh, that's as much information as I have. I don't have, I mean, there's a few spotty lines up here and there, but they're anywhere between four and a half and seven and a half. I don't feel really good about putting that out on a podcast, so I'm just going to say I don't know what the line is here, and I don't really know how to handicap this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm showing seven. Um, this Look, this is a game, these two games, this one and the one since he's playing, it's hard to, it's hard to gauge this. Um, to bet this game, you kind of have to know the feel of the locker room, the team meetings, kind of just the, the vibe of everything that's going on with Buffalo because that's literally everything. Like if, if they want to come out and they want to and, – and, and the, the word in the locker room, the, the feeling is, hey, let's go out and let's let's win. Let's win for him. Like if they start if they start that whole thing, you know, obviously you're, that, that's, that would be the way you go. I mean, human emotions though, you got to think it goes the other way where it's like, I mean, literally, they're, they're teammates on life support. So it's not one of those, hey, he, you know, hurt his neck, he's fine, but, you know, let's go win for him. This is, I mean, he's still he's still in a fight for his life as far as I know. And, and even if he does come, come to, he was under for so long that he might have severe brain damage. So this is completely different. Um, I don't know how you go anyway 
put New England on this. Uh, it feels kind of dirty. I mean, just it feels dirty and gross to, to 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 do this, but you know, put New England in your in your um, in your money line your money line parlays, your money line round, round robins. I mean, it just Buffalo could could come out and not care at all about this game and just get the fuck out of town and back to you know to real life. But with that said, that's our job. That's what we do. I've got to lean New England. What do you got? Yep, I've got that. Uh, if this was a game, a real game, Buffalo owns New England. Obviously, I think they're four and one or five and one. Basically, since John Wayne became John Wayne, Belichick has no clue how to fucking stop him. Is that you? Is that you? Is it me? Uh, <laughs> except for the except if he can get a seventy mile an hour wind blowing, he really can't stop him. Uh, but again. I have no clue who's playing. So now, if this game was a game at the game at the line that I graded originally, it would be a numbers agreement for New England because, quite honestly, the Bills have been just kind of underwhelming uh, for the last half of the season. We've kind of documented that we've won a lot of money fading them um, over the last half of the season. But you know. I think if the Bills use this as a if, – if the game is played, I personally just think the Bills might use this since they're not going to get the number one seed. They might use this as their bye week and just move on. And if they do that, then I fully expect this line to go to a pick em. And then, again, like you said, it's New England or nothing for me. Without Josh Allen, there's I, I don't think there's any way that Bill Belichick doesn't win this game. And get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's New England or pass. All right. All right, moving on. Well, the next game, Cincinnati. If they play it, um, it looks like we have a consensus line of minus seven over the Baltimore Ravens. But, again, I don't know that's live to bet. It's not live on any book that I have to bet. So, that was what the line was. Um, yeah, you're correct. It is not up here either. Um, my first line is I don't know how you even play this one anyway. So, I mean, everybody's kind of thinking the same thing. Um, if it does come up, I, again, I don't know how you bet anything but Baltimore. Uh, Lamar won't play, correct? Like, Baltimore has nothing to play for? No, so, playoff-wise, since that last game was canceled... Playoffs are set for both teams. Cincinnati wins the division. Baltimore's in their spot. Yeah. Uh, Lamar is not going to play. He's not even really in consideration. So. Yeah. So, you know, with that said, uh, if we're going straight backups, then obviously Baltimore has far more experience playing with a backup quarterback this year, as they've done it for you know seemingly half the year with Lamar having his issues. <clears throat> um, so yeah, motivation wise. Backup quarterback wise, I've got to lean to Baltimore here. If I mean, are they actually talking about not playing these games? I mean, they got to play these games. I know, heaven forbid, Scott Skip Bayless uh, questions whether or not you can play a game. I mean, like, <laughs> certainly it's okay to maybe question if they play a week later. I mean, come on, like, I get it. You know, it's a terrible so thing I, to I, happen, but I think play this the game. game. I think this game is going to get played. I. I know it's a sensitive topic, but if a young man, God forbid, passes away before Sunday, I can clearly see 
Buffalo mm-hmm. just conceding the forfeit loss and not playing the game at all. Which Man. it doesn't matter because, again, they can't get the number one seed. That just puts New England in the playoffs, which cancels any other motivation for any other uh, wild card contender there in the AFC. I know that that sucks for those fans or whatever, but yeah, no, it is what this it is. is un- unpopular opinion, and you know you can send me hate mail all you want. You, I'm sorry, even even if he dies, you got to play this game. You can't like. I mean, we've had players. On teams no, the, dying the Cincinnati Baltimore in season game will get played. I, I believe no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Buffalo. They got to play. We've had teammates die in season. You got to play. There's only 18 of them. You got to play. You got to play. I think that they, I think if they were still alive for the number one seed, I think that they would. But since they're not, I don't think that they will. So what if a team is 0 and 8 and they get a player that dies? Well, we can't make the playoffs anyway. Let's not play anymore. I mean, it's a slippery slope. You, I mean, if you can play, play. That, that's that's my unpopular opinion. No, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what I think the reality of the situation is. They're not there. They absolutely will not play if that young man passes away. Now, since in their Baltimore game, I think they will play. But again, there's no motivation for Cincy. You know, they're right. not going to put those fucking number one receivers out there. They're not. Joe Mixon's not playing. Fucking Joey Burrow's not playing. Like, you're going to get the fucking backup squad. So, I fully agree with you. It's Baltimore nothing on this game. So, and I, and I think that if, if all of that comes to pass, and that's that's how Cincy plays it, then there's no doubt that I think this line swings all the way to Baltimore probably minus two, something, somewhere around in there. Yeah, and send all your hate mail to at Bocebus. That was the person who had that unpopular opinion. That was at Bocebus. I got all the unpopular opinions, baby. All right, we're moving on. No Chicago Bears. Oh, they have fucking dropped back and punted on this motherfucker. They're now seven and a half point home dogs. Those Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I forget my write-up, although, I mean, I did write up that this feels like a quit-type game for Chicago, and you don't really know the motivation of Justin Fields and the team. Well, you nailed it! I mean, really, I nailed it before I had it, but, uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Um, I, I don't know how you can play anything in this game because it's just too much. But I did say the theme was to, you know, take these teams that seem like they're just in quit mode so why don't you take it away with whatever you got, and I'm gonna look up um, the Chicago depth chart uh, specifically at quarterback. Go ahead. Well, I scratched out everything just about that I had written down because I wrote it all down. You know, will Fields run? Will he not run? Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, I mean, last week we argued about whether he would run, we wouldn't run. You love Chicago last week, and he ran for 103 yards in one goddamn quarter. And they scored 10 points. And <laughs> they that thought, good? Yeah, it's pretty good. And they <laughs> looked well on their way to not only covering, maybe even winning that game. And then he ran for like six more yards the rest of the game. And they got blown the fuck. They didn't score. They didn't score another fucking point. We're done here. We're done here, boss. And why? Because I think he completed like three passes the whole game. Like. <sighs> Look, this fucking team sucks. Okay, we bet this is one of our under. We're gonna win the under on them. Mm-hmm. We said they were gonna suck. They sucked. Our only caveat was, if Field steps up and is the man, we're gonna lose. Well, he's not stepped up. He's not been the man. 
Is he a great running back? Sure. He's fucking, he might be the best goddamn running back in the whole NFL. But he sucks dick at throwing the ball. And right now, he does, yes. Right now, I mean, we only judge right now. I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm not projecting not. it going forward. Gotcha. But right now, he's he like, he, he is, I mean, he is the bottom of every bottom of every bottom of every fucking bottom of every fucking, he's worse than Zach Wilson. I'll tell you about it. He's worse than Zach Wilson at every fucking advanced metric. He's terrible. He's just mm-hmm. absolutely fucking terrible. Now, playoffs, Minnesota needs a lot of help <clears throat> to move up to number one. But step one is winning this game. Step two, this is noontime cousins. So Uh-oh. I was never Coming I was never loss. ever ever gonna bet Chicago. Even though I've got a lot of I had a lot of great stuff with Chicago, even with Phil's in. I was never better in Chicago because it's noontime cousins. But since 1989, week 17 on, away favorite in division with a 70% winning percentage or better. 17 and 20 ATS. So not winning. Average line 6.1. This is 7.5. And against a team that has a less than a winning, less than 20% winning percentage, 1 and 2 ATS. But 2 and 1 straight up. Minnesota was always going to win this game, but now Chicago has completely fucking thrown up the white flag. I'm not even going to go over the fucking new, re- new research and new spot. It is what it is. I mean, anytime you're going to set your fucking franchise player, you've told your whole team, we don't give a fuck. We're going to lose. Who gives a shit? Minnesota needs to win the game. Whether they cover fucking seven and a half points or now, whatever it was. I mean, I wish I would have bet them when it was like four and a half, but... Who knows? But it's not worth my money to find out. I promise you that. And Minnesota's going to win, and we'll see. Yep. All right, moving on. Oh, who, who's who's Chicago's starting at quarterback, by the way? Well, it's either I, – and I haven't heard the word yet, so it's either going to be Nathan Peterman or Tim Boyle. So, you know – in that scenario, if you're on Chicago, you probably want Tim Boyle. If if you're taking Minnesota, you probably want fucking Mr. Nathan. I can't throw to anybody but the other team, Peterman. Yeah, there's zero doubt of who you want to start at quarterback if you are going for Minnesota. You want the Peterman, that's for yeah. sure. Prop bet Nathan Peterman over on interceptions in this game. Over four. <laughs> no, it won't be that much, but just take the over at whatever they give you. It's like a half. I'm sure it's a half. Oh, my God. Best bet. Jesus Christ. No shit. All right, moving on. Those Seattle Seahawks. There is some playoffs here, so let me, let me get to that in a second. Their consensus painted across the board. Six and a half point home favorites over those Los Angeles Rams. Now, Seattle needs to win. And they need Green Bay to lose to get in the playoffs. And that is the scenario. The Rams have been eliminated for a long, long time. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. This is a go ahead and hit that sounder. I, are you kidding me? This is so overreaction. This is this this not only lines up overreaction to what happened last week with Seattle getting that big win and the Rams getting that they got blown out by the Chargers. Overreaction to that. There's been overreaction uh, uh, to this. The whole, you know, like I've said, the whole podcast is the fade. You know, the team that needs to win versus the team that's going to quit. Well, I got the team that has nothing to play for and 
a quarterback and team that is is not they're not terrible. Like Baker's not been terrible since he's been there. The uh, Cam Akers thing is working a little bit. Like things spiraled out of control last week and they lost the game. Yeah, that happens in the NFL all the time. It happens all the time. But in this spot, oh Don't my god! Don't forget though, the Chargers really needed that fucking game to lock up their playoff position too. Yeah, and that's fine. So, but this is specific to Week 18 or the last week of the year. You know, I know that's it was 17 in years past, but like this is the spot where you fade those favorites. Um, yeah, I, I love the Rams here. Um, maybe Seattle gets the win, but I think this is going to be. I think this game is coming down to the last second. This is a coin flip either way type type game, and you are getting. Uh, I don't remember what you just said. How many points are you getting? Six and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah, just good Lord. Yeah. Lean Rams, big time. All right. The numbers are split on this one. Again, I agree this is a regular game. So, no call on our power rate because this is this is really is a really good line by Vegas. Again, amazing that they just put out the perfect fucking line. <laughs> uh, the Rams on our new research, 73% hitting. The Rams in the new spot, 64% hitting. Oh, a lot of fucking trends on this one. So Seattle is on it's on one of the trends I've mentioned before. They're one of the four teams uh, since 1989. Home favorite, winning percentage is 50 percent, 13 and 38, and also since 2012, 0 and 6 ATS. Now the Rams do have one negative trend here. And it's uh, a few teams are on this one again. 2012, Super Bowl 17 and on. Away dog in division. Last matchup. They won against the spread as a home dog. 13 and 21. The rest of this is... Uh, I guess the Seattle has one more positive trend here. Get to that. One second, sorry. All right, so week 14 and on, 1989 and on, home field, uh, four to six and a half in division. Previous game, home dog, and they won as straight up winner. Five and one, and we're already one and oh on that trend this week. That's a pretty good, that's a former trend of the week there, so that's a pretty good trend on Seattle. But then we've got another negative trend on Seattle here that is at home, 50% winning percentage, week seven and on. Um, Favored by six to eight since 2010, 38 and 47 ATS. So pretty negative there. I've already mentioned the, the playoff thing. They all Seattle also has the Jacksonville negative trend that we covered earlier, one and three on all that stuff um, since 1989. And inside the game, so the Rams have nothing to lose. Baker has everything to fucking gain. I mean, this dude is playing for a contract, playing for his spot, and he's got to keep these goddamn commercials going. <laughs> and Baker's in his fucking spot, baby. This is his spot. Nothing to lose. Total dog. No expectations. This is where Baker Mayfield thrives. Seattle is 21st in DVO and defense. 24th against the run. So, again... The Rams should be able to score. I think Geno probably gets a little tight with his pressure on him in this game. And then one last trend here, and this is the big one. Since 1989, week 16 and on, home favorites of 50% winning percentage. 13 and 37 and 2. 26% is what they cover ATS. Negative 5.24 ATS margin. 
And if you take that into 2012, Seattle side is 2-9-1 ATS, 18.2% covering, negative 5.25 ATS margin. Yeah, this is the Rams or nothing here. And I love the fucking fact you hit the sounder. I would, I have no doubt that Baker's going to go up there and fucking go win this game and beat Sneaky Pete and those goddamn Seahawks. Oh, Sneaky Pete. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. 14-point paid across the board, home favorites over those New York football giants. Yeah, so this one, the, the Giants versus Philly, Arizona versus San Fran. These two lines are basically exactly the same, and these two games and handicaps for me is, are exactly Ooh, the same. Oh, you're not going to like this. Not going to like it? You're not going to like it. On this game or the next one? Both of them. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I am just, you know, give me the points. Just give me these points in this. I'm going to fade both huge favorites. Um like I've, I mean, I've already kind of go over all this that I wrote up. That I, you know, in this time of year, these things happen. Um, you know, we're assuming that New York doesn't play starters or pull starters. We don't really New know York, that. New York. We don't know that they're going to do that. Uh, I, I think that, you know, again, in division, you get a chance to fuck your. Um, well, let's Divi- be clear. We're not assuming that. Vegas by this line is assuming. For that. sure. And yeah, that they, they most certainly know. But look, man, weird things happen. Um yeah. These next two games, I've got, I'm leaning to the to the huge dog here. What do you got? Yeah, I had no doubt that you would. Uh, <laughs> and you know, conventionally. You know I'd be right there with you, but I did some digging because I was really interested in the. I was more interested in these two games probably than any two games in this entire slate, which is weird, but mm-hmm. I was just because the numbers so big. Right. So let's start with the numbers. So a numbers agreement, obviously on the Giants, right? So what our power rankings made this game at in Philly? People might think I'm crazy or whatever. Philly's. They're on the decline, man. They've been injured. They've hadn't had their quarterback. You know, Hurts is going to play, but how well is he going to play? You know, is he going to be 100%? I mean, I, I don't think there's any way this dude is 100 100%, right? Anyway, regardless. He'll be rusty for sure. Yeah. So this this should be a nine-point spread. Philly should be a nine-point home favorite if all things are equal in this game. So, obviously, the numbers are all over the Giants. However, Vegas didn't make this 14 points for fucking nothing. And it's not like it's not like there's money coming in hammering this line down. Nah, it's not happening. Nah. So, if you look at grading, and it, it's hard to do because, again, we don't know who all is playing. But if you just assume that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley... And, you know, the, the the top end of all the top end of the – they can't sit everybody. They can't sit at your offensive line. They can't sit at your whole defensive line. You don't have enough fucking players. It's the NFL. It's not goddamn college football. So, you can only sit at the top of the top. And if you do that, on average, you know, without an Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that, which Daniel Jones clearly isn't, 
you're going to come out to around 9 to 10 points of a downgrade. So if there were 9 points before, now you're looking at 18 to 19 points is what Philly should be favored as if they all sit out, you know, as kind of Vegas is pretty much hedging that they will. Now, inside of that, the game, if it was a game, the Giants are 60% in the new research spot. The Giants are 60% in the new spot. And the our our, uh, our yardage grading spot. Now, playoff-wise, Philly seals the number one seed with a win. The Giants have literally nothing to play for. They're locked in their spot. They cannot move up, cannot move down. They are where they are. So, New York, New York not likely playing all their starters. Very long, if at, all, if at all. And on top of that, the motivation, like, oh, yeah, number one seed. But here's the thing. Nobody needs this buy more than Philly. They're banked up. I mean, fuck, I mean, Longhorn, you know the roster. You know, you know all the people that are fucking out. They fucking are banged up as banged up as get. But here's the trend that I found, and it goes for this game and the San Francisco game, that I just can't fucking go against. And there's a couple reasons why. So, from 2012 on, home favorites of 11 or more, week 16 and on. 28-13-3 ATS, plus 4.95, that's 68, 68.3%. 42-2, straight up. So, San Francisco fits in that as well. Now, if you move that, or add to that, sorry, that the home favorite is has a winning percentage of over 80%, they're 4-0 ATS, plus 11.88 ATS margin. And again, boys and girls, this is a favorite of 11 or more. So they're winning 12 points over that. 4-0 straight up, obviously. But then if you drop it back down to the 70%, which San Francisco fits in this, 18-3-1 ATS. With a plus 8.07 margin, 85.7% cover, 21-1, and straight up. So, it is very, very, very unlikely that the Giants can pull any kind of fucking upset there. I think that's the way you've seen this line stay steady. And the reason why this trend means so much to me, because generally, when you see a late, you know, again, this is week 16, so a late season favorite this big, generally, they're not, you know, they, they have to be playing for something because you're not going to, Vegas is not going to set a spread this big if they know, oh, fucking, it's Peyton Manning, he's not playing, stars aren't playing. You don't see the spread. You don't see the spread. So when you see this spread, that means they're all in, they're all on board, and they fucking crush at an 85% fucking rate uh, in the San Francisco spot or in the in the Eagles spot, 100% of the time they've covered. 100% of the time. So there, there's zero chance I can go against that. Zero chance I can go against that spread. Now, can the Giants get lucky and cover? Can they go balls out and nobody's expecting it? Sure, absolutely. But is Vegas fooled that often? Obviously, these numbers tell you that they are not fooled very often in these situations, so there's zero, zero, zero chance that I am going to bet New York or Arizona. Yeah, I hear you. 
I hear you. I just, I mean, San Fran is getting the most cash um, to, to go along with that. But for some reason, Giants are getting 90% of the cash right now. So just be careful with these. Be careful with these big, either way you go, <laughs> so either funny. side, just be careful. I'll, I'll tell you in a second, we're, we're going to move on to the San Francisco game now, but I'll tell you in a second where I'm the exact opposite of that. I'm the exact opposite of that. Okay. Well, take it away because I literally the same handicap, so so take yours away on San Fran. All right, so San Fran consensus right now, 14 points, uh, home favorite. Uh, again, San Francisco gets the number one seed if they win and Philly loses. Arizona sadly eliminated. Again, Arizona, just like Giants. They're fucking number one, or they're 60% in the new research, 66% in the new spot. Nothing different about that. Now, I just gave you the two trends that San Francisco fits in. I'm not going to repeat them. D-Hop is not playing for Arizona. But here's the difference, and here's why. Here's where I'm not going to bet Arizona, but if I had to, and where I disagree with where the money's coming in, if I had to bet one of these teams, it would be Arizona. Because I do not expect San Francisco to play their starters the whole game. I think CMC, he might go one quarter, maybe. Debo, it's his first game back. I have no doubt that he plays. I think a series or maybe two, and that's it. He's going to treat this like a preseason game. And once San Francisco has this game in hand, they could fold up shop. I, I mean, clearly, because again, they're going to be scoreboard watching. Philly's winning. There's, I mean, there's no reason to fucking play. That they don't have the same motivation. But, again, I already told you why I think this, this these trends are so strong is the motivation for these fucking teams. And, again, Vegas does not get fooled. So the big dog, here's, here's the other side of why I think these big dogs don't do well in this situation. Is because once you get down, like if you, if you come out and jump them, if you come out and jump them, you're playing, you're all in, right? But if you get down big, and you're a big dog. It's not the same motivation as in week eight to try some shit, to run some plays, to get something going, to have some positive momentum going to next week. There is no next week. There is no next week. If you get down big as a big dog in this, I mean, why would you fight? Why would you fight to come back? There's no reason to do it. The coaches aren't going to coach as hard. The players feel that. They're not going to play as hard. I mean, I... I would I would lay the points in Philly. I would not lay the points in San Francisco just because, again, I don't know how long these starters are going to play, especially scoreboard watching, as they will be doing. But I can't back Arizona because I just can't go against those trends. But if I had to, I would back Arizona before I would back the Giants. And But, again, I, I just don't know. There is no, like, oh, well, they can get down and they can come back and fucking back door. There is no back door. There is no back door for Week 18. They don't give a fuck. The season is over. They're they're getting their doors blown off. It's over. Now, again, if either one of these two teams come out and jump those two teams, game fucking on, dude. You're probably going to win that bet. But if they don't, and it comes out and it's going chalk, they're going to lay down, man. They're going to fucking lay like There, there is no... They're, they're just going to lay down. Like fuck. Maybe the back door is protected like our border, and it's kind of closed, <laughs> but not really. You never know. Yeah, well, nobody's going to visit that motherfucker, so I'm not going to bet on that shit. But anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> Those Denver Broncos. Oh, my God. This fucking line is flipped. Mm-hmm. So earlier, 
in the week. Uh, the Chargers are favored by three. Now it's Denver. Uh, we'll say consensus two-point home favorites. Now, playoffs, the Chargers are locked in. Now, could they move up? I think there's a scenario where they could. A lot of shit's got to happen, but pretty much they're locked in. And Denver is obviously locked out. And uh, with the news of Herbs not practicing and a lot of other rumors going around, this line has completely fucking flipped. And it's moving up higher two and a half. I see it in a lot of different books. So everything is coming in on Denver here. So what do you got on this one? Yeah, I've, I mean, forget my handicap because I, I was, I mean, I wish that that line move hadn't happened yet because, I mean, I've got the tickets to prove it, but Denver is in, they're in my round robin at plus, I think I got them at plus 149. Like, that was my write-up. Fucking Denver, nice. Yeah, I mean, Denver responded last week to the coaching change. The teammates have come out and gone public about Russell Wilson supporting him. Those kind of questions were answered last week. I, LA, I mean... They're not gonna. Again, same thing. I'm, I'm just, normally I would I would be on LA here because they got nothing to play for. But in this one, Denver is a proud franchise, and they have been they have been. Has there been a team that has been dog and made fun of more all year than this That's Denver right. team? Yeah, the, between the between the off season just douchebaggery of Russell Wilson to the on field. The coaching just, I mean, the, the fucking stands are literally doing countdowns of the play clock early in the season because the coach couldn't, they couldn't get the plays off. Like, that's never happened before. This this has been a joke of a franchise all year, and they're not a joke franchise. There's, proud, there's pride there. Um, they're going to come out and play hard in this game. They're going to try to win this game, and I think they are going to win this game. The value, unfortunately, is gone at the time of this recording, so I, I can't tell you anything other than that. But, uh, yeah, I'm on a lean Denver. Yeah, I'm on Denver too here. So, at at the grading of the LA, you know, the Chargers being three point favorite, the numbers still agree with Denver. Um, so, of course, I'm on Denver here. And again, I think it's not that they're just proud. Denver has they have to go win this game. They have to because Russell Wilson needs this fucking win. Their coach is fired either way. That's fine, but. He has to go fucking win this game. They got to have some sort of positive momentum going into the fucking offseason. Now, I said, Herbert's not practicing. I don't know if he plays or not, but I think, I mean, with as injured as the receivers always fucking are, I can't see them playing much more than a quarter. I mean, does Eckler even see the field? Like, why? Why would they do that? Like, it's their first playoff berth. This and, and again, it's not like the Chargers coach is walking on a fucking easy street. This dude has been on hot seat the whole goddamn year. So he's got to go get a fucking playoff win. This game matters literally zero to them. Like literally zero. It, literally, it means everything. Everything to Denver. They're playing in fucking altitude. There's no chance you want to get any of your fucking players hurt. You, again, you're locked into your fucking seed. You know who you're fucking playing. And, and they're in they're in the honey hole. They're they're in that five seed, like They've got to just fucking maintain course and not go out there and fucking get anybody hurt. Uh, the only trend I had on this is it's not a very strong one. It's only one game, but 2012 away dogs three or less, week 16 and on, versus a team that has less than 30% winning percentage, 0-1 ATS, 0-1 straight up. Uh, 
It's it's Denver or pass for me here until we get more info. But obviously, the money, the line, everything's telling you the way it's going. Man, I just, I just cannot see the Chargers going out here and playing balls out to win this game. Because if they did, this line wouldn't be what it was. Obviously, it was three points earlier, so it's flipped five, five and a half points. It's going to keep growing. If you like Denver, you got to go snag them right fucking now. Get them under that three. Who, who's, who are the Chargers playing next week or in the playoffs? Uh, one second on that. Um, you, said it was, you said it was settled. Yeah, one second. Are they the winner of Jacksonville, yeah, yeah, Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, winner of Jacksonville, Tennessee. Okay. All right. So I mean, they're locked in there. It doesn't matter, Jacksonville. Doesn't matter, Tennessee. Whatever. They're, they're they they got to go either to Jacksonville or to Tennessee. So and again, Herbert's first playoff game is head coach's first playoff game. You you don't you just don't risk something like that when when the coach is on the hot seat and you 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 just don't do you just don't fucking do it and, unless this guy is as dumb as we think he is, which I hope he's not. But whatever. I, it's Denver or nothing. Yep. All right, moving on. Oh, those Dallas Cowboys! Oh, they're going up. Playing those Washington Redskins. Uh, we'll call this one consensus seven and a half across the board. I see some sevens at one twenty. I see some eight and a halves. God damn. Minus one thirty three though. If you want to take the dog on that, so we'll say seven and a half point road favorites at the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and you know we're coming to the end of this podcast and through the week, and so you can tell that there's been some teams that I'm choosing to uh, fade these big numbers, and and some that I'm not. This one I'm actually undecided on. Um, Washington's obviously going with a rookie. They, man, they have botched the end of this season. Fucking coach going from fucking. Uh, Heineke back to wins for one game for what I don't know and now it's like oh we're going with a rookie like it's all over the place uh, I'm gonna let you tell me the history of this this game in this spot my gut still tells me even with the rookie quarterback to take the commanders here at home or excuse me the Redskins so, so Heineke sorry. is starting what Heineke is starting, but they're going with a quarterback rotation, and the rookie's going to play. Oh, God, they can't. <laughs> <It's> fucking, <laughs> these goddamn Redskins, they can't do anything right, man. They cannot. They can't even do the right thing the right way. Like, they can't even do that. So, you know what? Take it away. I'm, I'm, I'm out on the, the Redskins. I can't play them, even though I wanted to. All right, so... Um... Well, good news for Washington is they're in the 60% covering on the new research and 62% on the new spot. Now, the playoff scenario is this. Dallas needs to win, and they need Philly to lose for the NFC East title. They need Philly and San Francisco to lose for the number one seat. The Skins are obviously dead. Uh, No playoffs for them. So, story time, boys and girls. I actually saw this exact game when I was a young man. The day was December 28, 2014. I believe I was 12 years old. No disputing that. That's all right. No, well, we're not going to dispute it. All right. Um, The Cowboys had wrapped up the division, but there was a slight chance with the help of two other teams that they could get the number one seed. And the Cows won to finish 12-4. The Cows were minus six in the game. 
Now the cows were up 27 to 10 at halftime, but the skins closed 27-17 thanks to a careless Roma interception. You boys and girls remember those in the fourth quarter. Oh, and we got excited. There was a chance. And then the Cows put up 17 straight points to close the game. Final score, 44-17. And I had to walk away while being ridiculed by Cow fans, which there were at least 80% of the crowd were Cowboys fans. And Dak owns the East, and the Skins are planning, like I said, a quarterback rotation. Rivera has finally done the sensible thing and thrown up the white flag. Kind of. I mean, half. Yeah, kind of. No, I'm out on that. That fucking Rob- quarterback. That's stupid. Rob- what the fuck is that? Robinson is not practicing. Their right tackle is out with a concussion. Gibson's out. He was out, out last week. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't know how much fight that the Redskins have left in them. And then I found one trend here since 2012. Away favorites of seven or more in division. 16-13 ATS. Not a huge cover spot there, but 24-5 straight up. Now, favorites of seven to nine. 8-5 ATS, so better percentage there. 11-2 straight up. They win the game by 14 points per game. And if... The away favorite is 70%. Winning percentage are better. 4-2 ATS. That's 66% winning. 5-1 straight up. So I expect the Cows to go play. I expect the Cows to dominate. And as we've documented many, many times on this podcast, the bigger the spread gets in the NFC East, the more Dak fucking covers. So, yeah, it's Dallas or pass for me. Yeah, you, you lost me at quarterback rotation. I'm out. Well, it worked for the old ball coach. Yeah, in college. <laughs> well, he tried it in the NFL, too, with the fucking Redskins. Mm. All right, moving on. Last game. Last game of the NFL regular season. Oh, we got a fucking banger here, baby. Those Green Bay Packers and your Detroit Lions. Those fucking kneecappers, baby. All right. It is very simple here on the playoffs. Green Bay wins. They're in. Detroit wins with a Seattle loss, which we both expect, and they're in. So I think, man, it's max motivation, obviously, both fucking sides. So, Longhorn, what do you got? Oh, my God. You you already know. I, I mean, is there any way to make it the <laughs> – is there any way to make it the big dick, the danger zone, and the sounder all at once? I don't know. Like, yeah, this is fucking all Detroit. Well, you haven't had a danger zone yet. Are we making this the danger zone? Yeah, go ahead and make it the danger zone. Danger zone. Yeah, so this is, I mean, come on. Even if Seattle wins the game earlier um, in the day, I think they play on the same day, even if they win that game and Detroit's eliminated, I don't give a fuck. I hope the line goes up. I'll re-bet it at whatever line it resets to. I don't care. Like, there's no way the kneecapper in a game where he can send a message to the team that almost always wins this division that we're coming. We're here next year. We're coming to take it. Like, there's, 
there, there, there is no way you don't get max effort no matter what happens earlier in that day. So, yep, love Detroit with the points. Love Detroit on the money line. Uh, yeah, love them every which way. From every which way from Sunday night. Yep, uh, you were spot fucking on. There is zero percent chance. I don't give a fuck if Seattle loses by or Seattle wins by forty fucking points. Yep. It don't matter. You have a chance to knock the king off his fucking throne and keep him out of the fucking playoffs, oh, no yeah. matter what. And it it gets it gets no more, especially for a fucking meathead like the kneecapper. It gets no more motivation. Than this they will one hundred percent be ready to fucking play. One hundred percent, I agree with you. And they match yeah. up, and the matchup is good for them. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, good. I love it. So, uh, a couple things real quick. Uh, Green Bay, a couple of negative trends on them for sure. Or actually, several. So, Green Bay, uh, week 2015, week 13 on home favorites, 3 to 5, 52 and 77. This has been a real good fucking trend for us this year. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8, and 4 looks like for us on the year. We've been crushing on that. So, they are. On that trend, on the fade trend, fade trend on that. I want to make sure I make that clear. Mm-hmm. And then on another fade trend for Detroit, or sorry, uh, Green Bay, it's one, they're the last of the four teams. We've been talking about this uh, week 16 and on. Uh, home favorite, week 50% winning percentage, 13 and 38. And again, since 2012, 0 oh and fucking 6. So it's never been beat. I expect one of these four teams to beat it at least, but. Not these fucking guys. And then uh, on top of that, now Detroit, new spot, new research. They're both in the coin flip there. And then and the numbers are split straight down the fucking middle. But the power rankings do have Detroit on a slight lean here. And again, this is a straight, this is a real numbers play. So that does count on that. And then I found this trend, Lockhorn. Actually, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. This is a trend of the week. Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. Oh, I had so many to choose from this week. I had so many written down, but fuck it. We're going with this one. Since 1989, week 16 and on, home favorites of six or less in division with a winning percentage of 50%. Oh, they're 2-12 ATS with a negative 3.82 ATS margin and 4-10 and straight up. And if you take that from 2012 on, 0-2 ATS with a negative 11.5 ATS margin, 0-2, obviously fucking straight up. If you look at the lines, you know, we've been shitting on them on the road, but against the spread, 4-3 this year on the road. They only averaged 19 points per game on the road this year. Uh, Green Bay does average 25 at home. I, I really think this is fucking, you know, overall a coin flip, to be honest, but... Fuck Aaron Rodgers and fuck the Packers. I fuck, you know, the Lions already fucking beat us, so go fucking Lions. Go win this fucking game. Go Detroit. All right. All right, baby, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. Time for those free. I said free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. 
Yeah, it's week 18. Let's have a little fun here. I am going to do a four-team money line parlay. Money line parlay. This sucker pays 50 to 1. Lay it out. Here we go. We start. And I think... I think this is all the teams that I hit sounders or, or some sort of some sort of action that, that we had during the podcast. So, uh, number one, first leg, Tennessee Titans plus two twelve against Jacksonville. The second leg, those Los Angeles Rams plus two twenty three. Uh, Tampa Bay plus one seventy two. Let's go, Tom Brady, play that whole game. And to wrap it up, those three games. If you're carrying those three into the nightcap, Detroit Lions. Plus 177, you can hedge out at a significant number if you win those first three. That is the free pick. Four-team, Moneyline Parlay, Tennessee, Rams, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. Oh, man, I can't wait to tell my free pick so I can log that shit in while you're doing the outro. All right, <laughs> so here is your college free picks of the week. I know there's only one game. I know. Whatever. It's the national championship game. You're thinking, oh. Well, Cephas, we only got one game left. What are we going to do? Don't you pet, don't you uh, fret my pets. (laughs) We're going to get three. I said three fucking picks. I don't give a shit. All right, here we go. Georgia, TCU, over 62 and a half, whole game. Georgia, TCU, pay attention, over 30 and a half in the second half. And then Mm. Georgia, team total over 30 Seven and a half. All right, boys and girls, last week I told you TCU had already played Michigan before. Their name was Texas. They kicked the shit out of them. Guess what they went and did? They kicked the shit out of them. Now, this is a little bit different. All right, Georgia is obviously a better team, but schematically Georgia does things that TCU is not going to be able to stop on defense whatsoever. Georgia is literally going to be able to name their fucking score in this game. Every time they cross midfield, I'm telling you right now, they're going to fucking score the ball. They're going to score the ball. They're going to score the fucking ball. TCU is not going to be able to stop them. However, Sonny Dykes is not going to quit. He is not going to quit. Max Duggan is not going to quit. Sonny Dykes will run fucking tempo down 30 goddamn points with fucking Mm -hmm. two minutes left in the fourth quarter. He don't give a fuck. So I'm telling you, the over is good. And here's the thing, second half, all you heard, if you watch the game, Oh, Michigan, they've only let up like three points in the second half the whole year. TCU, they can't score in the second half. Here comes the Michigan comeback. And then TCU went and scored like fucking 30 points in the third quarter alone. So get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Nobody's going to stop this offense. They're going to score. The second half is going to go over. That's a fucking breeze. Don't even worry about it. And like I said, the team total for Georgia. Georgia's going to name their fucking score. 37 and a half points, they score 42, they score 55, they score 65, whatever they want to fucking do, it's going to fucking happen. We're going 3-0, baby, on these college fucking free picks this week. I just want to know who the guy is that talks like that. (laughs) 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 All right. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, 
on our podcast and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both CFAs as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!